People of America, people of the world, you are listening to Beyond the Plate with Capi. Who else? Hey everyone, this is Cappy and you're listening to Just the Plate, a production of Beyond the Plate. Just the Plate is a short segment where chefs describe a recipe sharing insider tips and tricks on what makes this their favorite dish. I know last episode I said it was our season finale, but this is like the finale finale. It's our real last episode for season one. Thank you to those who have been listening. If you're tuning in now and this is your first one, I hope you go back to check out some more episodes. Please follow us on social media for updates on season two. And if you missed last week, we are now on Spotify. So you can find Beyond the Plate podcast on Spotify. Last week, we heard from Chef Jose Andres. Who is he? He is a culinary innovator. He's an author, an educator, a television personality, a humanitarian, and he's the chef and owner of Think Food Group based in Washington, D.C. They have nearly 30 restaurants around the country and in Mexico City. If the name sounds familiar, it is. You may have seen him a couple months ago on 60 Minutes. They did a special on him for all of the work that he's been doing in Puerto Rico to feed those in need. He also fed people in California during the wildfires, and he was in Haiti back in 2010 after the earthquakes. This is an extraordinary human being. Jose was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. He was awarded Outstanding Chef by the James Beard Foundation. He's been an advocate of food and hunger issues, champions the role of chefs in the national debate of food policy. He has his own foundation, which he started in 2012, called World Central Kitchen. We talk about that in the last episode. This is a nonprofit that provides smart solutions to hunger and poverty using the power of food. So if you missed last week's episode with Jose, please be sure to check that out because we go much deeper on all of these topics that I just mentioned. But for now, we sat in Jose Andres' office in D.C. and he asked me what recipe I want him to do. And I actually had a recipe in mind (laughs) that I wanted him to do because I've been wanting to have a paella party at my house because I have two beautiful paella pans and I haven't touched them once. So without hesitation, I said, paella? And he said, ah, that may be too hard because you have to make a stock in this. And I said, ah, okay. And he knew I wanted to hear paella, so he went into it. And it's great because this man is so passionate about food. So he takes you step-by-step in this episode on how to make paella valenciana or paella valencia style. He was trained by a man named Rafael Vidal from Restaurante Levante in Valencia, Spain. This man is the paella king. And Jose Andres does paella to honor him. More about that in this episode. But here's the thing. I had a slight epiphany when I was listening to Jose's Just the Plate episode. I remembered back in like 2003 or four when I worked for the South Beach Wine and Food Festival and I was running around and I went into the back door of the Lowe's Hotel through the kitchen and Tyler Florence was at a stove like manning this paella pan before he was doing his demo. He was doing some prep for his culinary demo. And I hear, Andrew, come here, come here. You got to taste this, man. And Tyler flags me over and he like gets like leans over this pan. He's like, smell that. Do you smell that? He's like, I just got back from Valencia, Spain. And I learned how to make this paella from like this paella king there. And, and, And it was delicious. Don't get me wrong. But now flash forward like 14 years Chef Jose Andres is explaining to me how to make this paella from Rafael Vidal of Restaurante Levante 
in Valencia, Spain, who he was calling the Paella King. And now I'm wondering if these two stories are tied together because Tyler at the time was doing his Food 911 show on Food Network where he traveled around the world to learn how to make like the perfect dish. And I have a feeling he was in Valencia learning how to make this paella. Anyway, I'll stop talking, but this is Just the Plate. My name is Jose Andres. I am a father, a husband, even still learning, humanitarian and chef owner of Thinfood Group. And my dish is paella valenciana or paella valencia style. So this is what you do. You go and you're going to buy a chicken. You go and you're going to buy a rabbit with liver and everything. You're going to be buying probably a pound of very ripe tomatoes or if not, a can of very good quality uh, uh, tomatoes. Uh, you're going to have uh, some olive oil, good virgin olive oil. You're going to have four or five uh, sprigs of rosemary. I think uh, you should be having, it's a green bean, uh, una judía verde, as we call it in Spanish, that is flat, has many names. One of them is limonera in Spain. Here, it's like a flat green bean that if you find it in the farmer's market, it will be great. If not, any fresh green bean is good. And then you're going to buy also is a dry fava bean. What I'm telling you is almost impossible. It's called garrufo in Valencia. And it's a dry bean. And it's kind of a, a, a fava bean. But they have to be cooked already because those, they have to be already pre-soaked, cooked, and make sure they're soft. And if it's artichoke seasons, probably three, four artichokes already peeled to the heart. And, and that's about it. Uh, even, even the artichoke is kind of on the edges, okay? Even it's allowed. But the chicken, the rabbit, the green beans, and those kind of garrufo, dash, faba bean, the olive oil, and the tomato. So you're going to go and get a pan for this quantity that will be at least... 25, 24, 25 to 30 inches in diameter. You're going to have to make sure that you have a, a, a fire underneath that covers the diameter of that paella pan. Or if you do it in your gas cook stove, you know, it's going to be perfect to be put on top of the usual four burners that everybody has at home. But has has to be gas. I'm not going to lie to you. You have to be an expert to make it on electric or, or any other uh, ideally, you will make a fire, but I, or, or even on the barbecue. But for your first time, I rather prefer you concentrate in cooking and, and controlling the fire takes time. Um, so you make it on, on gas and buy that ring. So you put the paella pan, your 30, 24 to 30 inch pan diameter. Uh, you add a very big quantity of olive oil in the bottom. You're going to have a tiny pool in the bottom, probably like half a cup of olive oil. And then you have the chicken uh, cut in probably around uh, 16, 20 pieces. That means it's a small. I like it a small. Everything with bones and everything. Chicken breast, the legs, the livers are great. And the rabbit the same, small pieces. And when the oil is hot, you're going to put the chicken and you're going to put the rabbit. And you're going to 
make sure that the, 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 the olive oil is kind of having a party that you can hear them singing and, 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 and happy of the chicken and the rice being getting kind of brown in one side and then you move and they get brown on the other side and then you add some salt and you keep kind of browning the chicken and the rabbit until it smells very good and you, you feel like the, the, the chicken has a very nice, beautiful color. In that moment, you got the tomatoes that you grated by hand, or if it's the, the tomato sauce, uh, the roughly, I'm going to tell you, like between one cup, one cup and a half, uh, maybe two. Again, depends when the tomatoes are very liquid or very pulpy. Um, if they're very really liquid, you're going to require two. If it's very pulpy, you need less. Um, so um, uh, you're going to add in the moment... Uh, um, um, the artichokes, uh, if you want, and even the green beans, and in the same oil, you saute them for a f- couple uh, of minutes very quickly. And in that moment, um, you're going to be uh, making like a ring in the middle, like moving the chicken, the rabbit, and the vegetables, and, and making sure that all the oil is going again to the center. And in that center, right there, right there, and you add the tomato. And you're going to hear again the hot oil with the, with the water of the tomato uh, doing that kind of beautiful noise of like a volcano in the edges of, of, of tomato seeds trying to leave the paella pan, but, but you are not letting them leave. And then it's like you're frying the tomato and in that moment you mix everything. And then you bring everything to the center and you let the tomato to really be kind of reducing until you really see that the tomato is cooking, uh, reducing, concentrating, creating kind of a tomato paste in partnership with the, the chicken and the rabbit and, and, and the vegetables. And in that moment, believe it or not, um, the paella pan for one chicken, one rabbit should be enough for almost the entire paella be, uh, the entire heart of the paella be covered by chicken and, and rabbit. You don't want to have a lot of open spaces. If you have too many open spaces, means that I gave you a pan that is too big or means that you have to put a little bit more of chicken and rabbit. Is that clear? This requires heavy dose of protein in this sense, in the way I'm going to give you this recipe. Because in this moment, you're going to be adding water. Uh, how much water are you going to be adding? Probably you're going to be adding roughly around, listen to me, okay, 10 quarts of water, 10 quarts. Forget the recipes that tell you one part to two, one part to three when you make paella. It's 10 quarts of water. Why? Because in the moment, uh, you're going to be adding some salt and you're going to be cooking that for roughly 25, 20, 25 minutes slowly but surely. And the liquid is going to be reducing. And it's going to be reducing down to probably um, six, five quarts only. And what happened in the moment that the chicken that is being brown and the rabbit is giving all its flavor to the water. In that moment when you reduce to five uh, quarts uh, with a beautiful tomato that is being fried and the vegetables and the, and the meats, you're going to uh, drink it and you're going to see that it has a very nice flavor already. Like you made chicken stock and rabbit stock right on the pan. You see, uh, every time they tell you a stock, it's a waste of time. Uh, you are making the stock on your own as you're making the paella. In the moment you have the rice, for that quantity, you, I will tell you to have around almost, uh, uh, I will tell you between 800 grams and one kilo, uh, around two pounds of the rice and the paella boiling. In that moment, you add the rice. 
and you're going to be cooking the rice roughly between 15th and 17th minutes. Depends the rice. Depends the rice. I cannot tell you the perfect because it depends the rice. So it's a lot of different brands, and even the different brands year to year, they change. Then you're going to be thinking like it's too much liquid. Don't worry. You're going to keep boiling at the beginning, very high flame during the first three minutes, four minutes. And and, and at the very beginning, uh, with the spatula, you make sure that the rice doesn't stick. And you evenly distribute the chicken and the rabbit all across the paella pan. In that moment, after the four or five minutes, you're going to bring down slightly the fire, slightly. You don't want the heavy boiling anymore, but you want to make sure that it's a constant um, boiling in the surface. Already, you're never going to put the spoon ever again. Already, the chicken, the rabbit is evenly distributed around the paella. The vegetables, the, 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 the paella is flat. The reduction keeps going down. You're going to keep at the same path, the same, uh, the same uh, uh, fire for the next uh, roughly 12, 13 minutes. You're going to see how the liquid starts boiling down. When, once in that moment, after the five minutes, you bring the fire down, you put the rosemary on top of the paella pan. And you leave it there boiling for three, four minutes. And then you take out the rosemary because you don't want the rosemary to be any longer because it will give a bad flavor to the pie at the point. But in this moment, you got almost the mountains uh, and the lands from where the rabbits come from into the pie pen. You take the rabbit out. You, in that moment, check, make sure it's good or salt with the finger. Uh, at that moment, should be used slightly salty. Why? Because the, the rice is going to absorb a lot of that salt. And if it's not slightly salty, at the end, you're going to see that the paella lacks salt and so lacks flavor. So that's no good. Uh, you keep boiling the paella. You don't touch. You don't put a spoon anymore. You believe in it. This is not risotto that they tell you you have to keep stirring the pot every, every 10 seconds. That's wrong. That's what's wrong with Italian cooking. How can they have you 25 minutes stirring a pot, people? In the paella pan, in that moment, you're going to open a good bottle of Spanish wine. You're going to serve yourself a glass, and you're going to be watching. And you're going to be controlling the fire and making sure that the, that, that, that the fire keeps that evenly boiling without being too hard. If you did everything right, uh, at the moment that you see 12, 13, 14 minutes, the paella is already dry. You're going to start hearing kind of a little bit of coming from the bottom of the paella that the, 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 the liquid almost has been reduced and already some of the rice starts getting sticky to the bottom of the paella. You're going to hear that kind of oil that is what is almost remaining in the bottom of the paella and you're going to get this sound almost of the rice saying, wow, I'm almost ready. This is a party. I'm going to be so tasty. 15, 16 minutes has passed. That moment you turn the fire off. You let it rest two, three more minutes. You serve yourself another glass of water. Uh, sorry, another glass of wine. Uh, I mean, water because you're going to be so thirsty of how good the pie is going to be. But another glass of good wine. Uh, and if we did everything okay, you're going to see a rice that is not very thick. It's very shallow, shallow actually. That's a good thing. That's a characteristic of paella. You're going to see the pieces of chicken and rabbit. You're going to see the green beans, the, the, the dry fava type of kind of bean, the, the, the garrufo. And, and the paella should be perfect. Then things may go wrong. The rice may be slightly undercooked or maybe slightly overcooked. Well, if it's slightly undercooked, you know that next time you have only to put maybe a little bit more of liquid and, and one or two more minutes. 
If it's um, overcooked, that means that you need to put slightly less uh, less liquid, but all is going to depend also on the fire. So try to to make sure that you repeat something equally next time because you're trying to control. Sometimes the fire, if you, if you put the fire and the fire is too heavy, uh, that's a matter how many quarts of water I'm going to tell you. You're always going to have to add one or two more because all depends on how heavy the fire is. You understand? You need to use logic. Forget the recipe. Logic. Uh, so repeat the same fire, uh, the same type of fire, and then just add more or less liquid. And one moment, second, third paella, you're going to see things are working and you're in total control. And this one moment, you're not even going to have to be looking at the paella anymore because the paella is cooking on its own because that's one of the characteristics of Spanish cooking. Things things can cook on their own because they want to please you. And the chicken and the rabbit is going to do a good job and the rice is going to do a good job. Only you need to give them the right, the right temperature and everything else is going to happen on its own. That's the magic of paella. So good luck. There's plenty of videos out there. One of the best is Restaurante Levante, which is this guy, Chef uh, Rafael Vidal, one of the best paella makers in the world who is a good friend and who very much taught me everything I know about paella. Uh, and the one we have in Las Vegas over open wood fire, I, I did it because he always pushed me for having the best paella in America. And I, I, I want to uh, uh, honor him and every other master of, of paella in Valencia for, for, for probably making one of the best, most traditional dishes in the history of Spanish cooking and one of the best dishes in the world. So try it at home. I know the ingredients are strange for some of you, rabbit, but if you don't like rabbit, use put only chicken. But use the rabbit and you will not regret it. And again, go to Restaurante Levante, look on Google. Um, uh, Rafael Vidal, uh, the master, and he has a great video there on his web. But the recipe I gave you is, 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 is good enough. And, and if not, grab a plane, go to Valencia, and in the same restaurant, the Levante, they'll give you a cooking class. Or in my restaurant, sometimes, once in a while, we have a cooking class in Las Vegas, in Washington, D.C. I am Jose Andres, and I do endorse this message. Find more on Chef Jose Andres at thinkfoodgroup.com or worldcentralkitchen.org. This episode was produced by Ian Cohen, Joe Yeaton, and myself. You can find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at On Cappy's Plate or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Please keep in touch with us and follow Beyond the Plate on social media for season two updates on Twitter. We're at BT Plate Podcast, and we also have our own Facebook page, Beyond the Plate Podcast. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Libsyn. Thank you all for listening to Just the Plate, a production of Beyond the Plate. Signing off for season one, I'm Cappy.